Hi mums, it's Bobby here. Before we get started, I would love to tell you about the new Empty Nest Mums directory. Now I've been listening and hearing you all for over a year and one thing that stood out was the desire to connect with other Empty Nest Mums local to you. And the Empty Nest directory allows you to do just this. We have a feature right there on the homepage That allows you to put in a keyword or a location, a zip code, a country, whatever you need to do, and you can find any other empty nest mums near you. We're just getting started, and I do hope you can join us, create your profile, and start connecting today. You'll find it at emptynestdirectory.com. From empty nest to personal best, let's fly, mom, fly. Welcome to the Fly Mom Fly podcast with your host, Bobby Chegwin. As an Aussie mom currently living in the U.S. with her children now grown and living in Australia, Bobby is making it her mission to make sure no empty nest mom is left behind and has a supportive community, connection, tools, tips, and knowledge to rock this phase of life. I know she's anxious to get this podcast going, so here she is. Hello, everyone, and a warm welcome to this episode of Fly Mom Fly. Now, in season three, I'm really wanting to focus on the everyday empty nest mum. Through the sharing of their stories, their challenges, and their triumphs, they will help countless mothers in this phase of life understand that they are not alone with all that they may be experiencing. Today, I warmly welcome a beautiful lady called Pizza to the podcast to share her story. Pizza, it's Absolutely an honor to have you here. Thank you, Bobby, and likewise. Yeah, it's lovely to connect. Pizza and I connected, gosh, probably a year ago. Right, a year ago. And I honestly have loved being connected to you and seeing your emptiness journey. However, the listeners do not know you and the path that you have traveled as I do. So I am wondering if we can perhaps go back to the very beginning, because I know you moved countries, and if you would like to share what you feel comfortable with in the early stages of when you did that. Well, I'm originally from South Africa, and we had immigrated to Athens, and I lived there with my family for approximately 30 years. Um, it was a great struggle, but I remained there for my children. When the children grew up and moved on, it was already difficult, but I, I took this opportunity to also improve my lifestyle. And when I made the decision to leave Athens and move to another country, um, my children were very annoyed with me and upset, and they actually stopped speaking to me. That was always like a punch to the stomach. I couldn't speak, and that's when I reached out and searched for how I could get help, and I came across Fly Mom Fly. And I was really blessed to come across you, Bobby, because you were such an inspiration and such a help. And a year later, through your program, I now am in a stable job. Um, I recognize my values. In my job, they recognize my values and I've been rewarded accordingly. My children have recognized and they have turned back and came back to me from not speaking to me 
my son with his wife came and took me, shopped and treated me like a queen. Um, the other son is now, his wife is pregnant and they keep sending me pictures of the grandchildren, the growth that's taking place. She's now four months pregnant, so I see this progress as well. And it's it's just been amazing from now on that um, I have stability. As As I said, in the past, I had no income. I had no value. I was ill-treated and it was very difficult to continue in that way. But I really thank you, Bobby, because your program had helped me in many ways, setting the lifetime goals and maintaining them. The Thanksgiving journal and the little jar. And there were so many areas, the meditation, remaining calm through the difficult times, accepting myself. There were so many areas that you touched on which were really new to me and I felt like a child at that time reaching out for help and you really took my hand and led me through and I really want to thank you and I would tell any mother, don't give up. Maybe it will take a month, maybe it will take two months, maybe it will take a year, but don't give up on your children. They do come back home. They do come home and they do come and call back to us. They feel the love that you've given you're such an inspiration to me, trust me. I The way you jumped on board, I know when I first spoke to you, you were in a an extremely fragile place. It seemed to me like you didn't know who or what path to trust and it was so foreign to put yourself out there and, and do something like this. May I ask, if we can go back and talk about all the things that you've just mentioned, can you tell the listeners about the long struggle that you had in Athens? You go as deep as you want, but if you can just explain what was happening for those, was it three decades that you said that you were there? Yes. Well, originally I had studied um and I held a high position in my regional job where I, from a birth country. And when we immigrated to Greece, I was, I had three children and no support system. Those years in Athens, then they would not accept children at the nursery schools either. So I had to stay home and look after the children. The only work I could do then, um, was house cleaning or Mostly cleaning, that was the job that I could then go home and be with my children. So from being a high-tech career person, I landed up cleaning. And that was very demotivating. I kept my head up and I said that as long as I can bring food to the children. I had no support from my, my spouse. I had to work to have an income. So um, I had no family support, I had no income, and it grew worse over the time where I was then completely devalued and run down and um, thrown to the side. So eventually, as one would say, I had my wings clipped and I became very, very weak. And, and like you rightfully said, I was fragile. I would not stand up for myself. I was continually apologizing so it was very difficult, and this was for 30 years. So I, I believed I remained in the marriage for my children's sake. 
but sometimes I wonder if that was healthy. But when I see my children, I'm grateful that they did come out healthy and strong and they've moved on. As you understand, I had no income. So all the income I had was to go into buying groceries or clothing for the children. And in the end, um, I landed up leaving with literally nothing but a bag with a pair of pants and a top. I, I had nothing when I moved countries. As you mentioned earlier, I did not know which direction I would go. I've had basically um, my spouse didn't even come after. He was just sort of the marriage ended like that. So it was sad. So you're finding yourself in a brand new country. When you land in your new country, do you mind if I mention where you are or is oh, you, you can say it's okay. When you, you land in Cyprus, at this stage, are your children, have they become estranged from you by that time you've landed in Cyprus? When I left, I left my youngest behind. I hadn't even said goodbye to him because um, I was actually going on a holiday to my brother in England where the eldest son lives. And um, at the airport, my husband Basically, the only thing he didn't do was hit me. So it was a very ugly um, departure. And when I landed in England, I didn't know how I was going to return back home. Um, I did fear that I would be abused, so I did not want to return. Um, my one son does live in Cyprus, so I, I thought I would have at least support from him. And when I say support, I was not looking for financial support. I was looking for, I have a child here, but this child turned around and, and literally didn't speak to me for months. It could have been nine months. Avoided me, never spoke to me. So it was really, really a punch in the stomach. Who did you turn to for support when you first got to Cyprus? And my sister lives in Cyprus with her two sons and they took me in and um, said to me that I'm not in the streets, I do have a home. But um, I was, uh, my first step was that I must find a job, that I must be able to get my own income. And even to say my first job was a disaster because they were not paying me and I had to leave there as well. And that's when I came across the job I'm at now. And it's been a house parent, which I have 12 children here. And so I'm a mother to 12 children who love me, don't want to lose me. My um, my boss loves me, my employers, my colleagues. We have a good team here. That's fantastic. Initially, when you were in Cyprus, what were the feelings that you were carrying with you? What was your expectation of how your life would be turning out when you first arrived before you did all this work on yourself? Stay with us. Bobby and her guest will be right back after this short message. Would you like a weekly dose of inspo straight to your inbox? To sign up for Bobby's Magical Mom Weekly Delivery, go to MagicalMomWeekly.com. Originally, I was numb and pain. There was a lot of pain. Um, querying, did I do the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? Have I thrown away my life? What am I doing? There was a lot of struggle. 
I was very, very sensitive, highly sensitive. I couldn't take any conflict at any time. There was a lot of crying, a lot of um, time alone. This is why I'm saying your program did help a lot, where I had to meditate and focus on where, where was my direction. Mm-hmm. And what would you say was the catalyst for you deciding I need to find help somewhere, somehow? It was that punch to the stomach. Um, I could not speak. Words would not come out. Um, if I tried to speak to somebody that my son's avoiding me, the words just wouldn't come out. Um, I would choke and just cry. There was literally no no words. It was just a blow to the stomach as if literally being punched to the stomach. And was that when someone just simply wanted to speak with you or was that uh, when they broached the subject of your children? When they did say to me, your son is here, I'm sure you have his support and you must be happy to see him. And it was embarrassing to tell people, my son doesn't want to speak to me. It was embarrassing and I kept saying, was I such a bad mother? Did I not give them love? Did I not? I I feel as if I literally gave up my life for them because um, I gave up my career. We went to a country where... um, because in South Africa there were the problems of South Africa as a country, and I felt we gave them the opportunity to move forward. And um, I actually demoted myself to give them a standing in life, and then they turned around and as if I didn't exist, and that was the painful part of it. When was the first time that you realised that life might be able to be different. And when when I um, found this job where there were the children, and um, these children, although it's a private school, um, and they they pay very well to live in this boarding house, and um, these children are almost abandoned. It sounds sad, um, but if you think of teenagers away from their parents, they struggle with it. So it's you play an important role in in giving to these children as a parent, keeping them calm, giving them the love that a mother would give. So this job as a house mother, what need does it fill within you? This um, contact with your children, that that interaction with your children, that turn to you, that you speak with them. It's, it's, It's so beautiful interacting with all these different children, different characters, and they actually training me as well. They don't know it, but they're training me as well because children are very blunt and very direct. So, um, And you're a mirror to them. So if you're upset, they pick it up straight away and they want to know what's wrong. So you're okay. And uh, they did not want to see me upset at all. So I had to change my, my face because they were looking at that mirror. So you have, not you have to, but you want them to be happy as well, to be comfortable. It's almost like you had to get to know the woman that you are because you were chipped away at in that 30 years to the point where I'm thinking you must have been a shell of who you once were. So what was it like getting to know yourself again? Um, I'm still learning and um, I can speak of, on that area even today because um, 
I find I've become more assertive where I was always apologetic. I, I was always speaking apologetically. Um, sorry, do you think you could do this for me? Whereas now I would say, hi, um, I would like to have this done, please. So um, even my behavior, my attitude has changed from this apologetic, fearful person. And when I look back, I'm like, Is, was that really me? And it's surely something that you can understand why you were like that. And once you remove yourself from that situation where you don't have negative comments, negative actions from someone else at you day after day after day, it's almost like you walk out of a darkened room and you can see sunshine for the first time and it shines light really on who you are. So there was one thing um, when you were going through the program that you identified something that you truly loved to do. Are you able to share that with our listeners? Um, I love creating crafts and teaching crafts. And I still continue to study as well because I, I enjoy being updated. But being in this house with the children, um, they do arts and crafts at school, but they come to me, please help us with arts and crafts. So instead of going out and teaching, I'm actually sharing with these children here and they're loving it as well. So that, that's my passion. My passion is crafts, arts and crafts. That's wonderful. What would you say has surprised you most about yourself in the best possible way? That I'm standing up for myself. And above all that, I've managed to bring my children back home, that they've reconnected with me. And that was the original reason I, I reached out to Fly Mom Fly. Tell me, who did you need to become in order to change that relationship with your children? What, what techniques did you use? What avenue did you take? What did you have to tell yourself and possibly believe about yourself that would allow you to interact with them in a way that would bring them back into your life? Um, I think without realising um, in a subliminal way, I think um, our behaviour and attitude, the children can pick up what we're feeling. And I had fear of telling my son the truth. And he almost avoided me because he didn't know how to speak to me about his father. So... Um, I never spoke against him at all. I always spoke positively about what I'm doing and how I'm moving ahead. And um, he saw that because I think he could pick up my fear of speaking with him. So um, at one point, like I said to him, um, when can we meet for coffee? And he was always busy, too busy. Um, I cannot today have meetings. And this went on for months. And eventually I said to him, you can have time to have coffee with somebody. I'm sure you can make time for me as well. And um, there's no more excuses. I said to him, it, it's enough now. We, I was always too scared to tell him that. And he, he said, mom, can we have coffee tomorrow? So that confidence that was growing was really helping you in so many areas of your life. It seems that you through intention and choice and doing the necessary inner work, 
you eradicated fear from so many aspects of your life. And it just, it's like you've done a complete 180 and you're a whole new person. I mean, you really must pat yourself on the back. It's a bit difficult, but yes, sometimes I say I should give myself credit now. Yes. I was going to say as well, after years of not having a decent income, I've managed to, um, I began here with a low income at the first job and it's almost tripled now um, only by working and being recognized for my value. So I'm really, really pleased. And I dare say if you had still hidden in the shadows and devalued yourself, you would have not gotten those pay rises. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. So in a sentence, can you tell me what life was like then compared to what life is like now? What are the key words that come to mind? When I look back, um, I remember sitting at home, no children around, that empty nest, and saying, all I'm doing now is waiting to die. There's nothing else to do. There's I, I, At my age, because now I'm 65, so a year ago I was 64, and I was saying, where will I find work at this age? Nobody will take me. I haven't worked for so many years other than the cleaning, so I'm not up to date in any way. There's, there are no jobs for me other than cleaning. So I was very my value was very low. Um, today in this job I, I recognize that I have value, um, that I can speak out that people do listen to you, um, you can give to others. And even through your most difficult times, there are always people that are out there that still want to hear and that you can help, that you can be there for them too. I think that's just amazing. And I was not lying when I said you were so inspirational so now you are all about goal setting and reaching your goals. Do you have any future goals that you are working towards? Yes. Well, I began um, with my low income. I began putting some uh, money on the side. That was my, my first um, goal that I set was to be financially independent. So now I've set how much it is that I want to have saved by the end of this year. Um, what I want to be doing with this income and um, for the next few years where my, I choose to remain in this job because I love it. I love what I can give to children. I love children. Those are my goals for now and long term, having my own little workshop again. That is fantastic. Well done. Would you say that you experience joy these days more often than not? Mostly, yes, because before um, where I would be, um, I would take things personally. If a comment was passed, I had was so low that it was as everything was um, directed at me, whereas now I say, is it a fact or is it an opinion? So most of the time it's an opinion, so it's okay, let it go. Exactly. I just want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your story I know you had a little bit of trepidation about about speaking up, but can I just applaud you because I know other empty nest mums will listen to your story and identify with aspects of what you've gone through, what you were still going through even a year ago, and in relation to having that distance 
figuratively or literally between you and your children. And I really do think we are better together in this empty nest phase. And if we can support and share and allow another mum to feel that they are not alone and they are supported, that's a wonderful thing. So can I thank you so much for coming on today? Thank you, Bobby, and thank you for continually being there for us, even in the Facebook group. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Bobby. No problem at all. Well, thank you to our listeners, and I look forward to connecting with you next time on Fly Mum Fly. From empty nest to personal best, let's fly, mum fly. The post-nest plan is your guide for conquering the empty nest phase. Drawing from her own experience as a long-distance mom and years of helping women through life transitions, Bobby provides a compassionate, practical approach to rediscovering yourself. This book offers actionable advice and activities to navigate emotional and practical challenges, leaving you with a personalized post-nest plan for embracing the next chapter of life. If you're ready to soar in this new phase, let the post-nest plan be your launchpad. Available now on Amazon.